0: I'm great. Good to have you on the show. Mm. Yeah, so obviously... Cashin, happy... uh, uh, yeah, carry on. No, I was just
1: saying, I'm
0: happy to be here. Yeah, good to have you. Next time, um, we'll fly you from East London to our studios. Okay. So, Annalise, obviously, a lot of people are now, you know, even ordinary citizens are paying a lot of attention to, to the heists that we are seeing in the country. Because I think in the past these guys used to possibly follow wait for these guys when they were picking up, picking up money but these days they just even do it broad daylight on the freeway at garages at malls and these guys obviously are so desperate to get this money get away get out as quickly as possible that they don't care whether you know they, they, they might harm, you know they might harm uh, innocent people
1: Absolutely, I think we all are now very much more aware of cash and transit heists after that dramatic video footage uh, emerged last week of the Boxburg case. And um, in my book, I talk about cash and transit heists as as a virus that adapts and changes um, as circumstances change. And I think what we are now seeing, and it's a very worrying phenomenon, we are seeing this virus. Um, becoming more audacious and, and the criminals becoming brazen, as you say, it's right in the heart of our cities, in the heart of our towns. It's in our lives suddenly. Um, but I also think we must be very careful to not um, focus on what has been called this big spike at the moment. Mm. The spike has actually been coming for a long time. This mm. virus has been brewing. Uh, over the past few years, in uh, 2014, we had 180 cash-in-transit hikes. Mm. At the end of last year, it had risen to 378. So this, this virus has been growing uh, over a long period of time. Uh,
0: the syndicates, I mean... It- it can be one syndicate. I mean, there's a possibility that there's many of them. I and I was, you know, I'm, I was saying it as a joke that someone can just wake up in the morning and say, "Listen, man, I want 200k. How do I get it?" And it's, and it, then he assembles a couple of guys and they, and they plan a heist because it looks. I mean, if you have 56 heists in Gauteng alone, it's crazy. It means there's more than one syndicate. No, it definitely is, and the one thing that
1: we must be. Uh, aware of cash and transit crime isn't two chaps who decide over a, you know, over a beer the night before mm. that they're going to hit a van because they need some cash. Mm. It's an extremely organised crime. It's extremely well um, prepared. These gangs are very well prepared. They're professionals. In my book, we um, we in many interviews with incarcerated criminals who call themselves businessmen. Mm. They see themselves as. It's a crime of prestige and these guys are very proud of how they do it and how good they are. And, you know, before a heist, uh, these gangs spend a lot of time planning a heist. Mm. They, will ga- they will gather information often from an insider in a company, which they call a finger. Um, in very few cases are are these heists actually uh, planned and executed without inside help. Um, they They recruit specialists to the gang. So, specialists in hijacking to obtain the necessary vehicles for ramming or for getaway vehicles. They will uh, recruit specialists in, in firearms handling, specialists in intelligence, people who, according to the criminals, have, have certain character traits. They look for people who are brave, people who have a track record. Because if you're a cash-in-transit criminal, you are at the top of your game. Mm. Um, you You would have had to prove yourself in many other crimes before you get to be a CIT
0: robber. Absolutely, because I think one thing I've also noticed is that most of them are actually over 30. You know, it's guys who are 30 plus. Um, and, and also what I also wanted to establish uh, in your book, um, do you do you touch on, uh, you know, is, are these guys South African? Uh, are they also involving some foreign, foreign internationals?
1: Well, they are predominantly South Africans. and mm. um, there are foreign nationals involved as you would see probably in in any crime category. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a lot of foreign nationals, but we must be very careful to to label this potentially as a you know, as a foreigner driven crime because it isn't. The majority mm. of people are South Africans. In my book there is one reference to a cash and transit robber who says they like to recruit Zimbabweans because they are brave and they are clever. Mm. But you know, this is all anecdotal evidence. When mm. we look at the people who are, are arrested and the people who are put away, they tell Africans and they mm. tell Africans across the racial spectrum.
0: And uh, let's talk about conviction rates and what happens after arrest.
1: Okay, so um, the criminals tell us, the interviews that we reference in the book, criminals say the reason they do cash and transit crime for three reasons. Number one, it's extremely lucrative. Yeah. Um, so they, these vans are easy access to large amounts of money. They also say that it's very easy to do. And they say that there are very few consequences. It's low risk. So the low risk refers to the fact that These guys say they very rarely get arrested. The chances of being arrested are very small. They say the chances of being successfully prosecuted are very small. And they say even if you do get arrested and if you do um, end up, you know, going going to court, like we saw those five uh, people who were arrested for Boxburg appearing in court, there are ways and means to then even try and make the, 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 the case disappear. So I think the worrying thing about cash and transit crime, and it's the one I focus on, maybe it's the same for other crime, is that um, our conviction rates are very low. And, mm. the, and, and the reason for that mainly is that you can arrest someone, but you need evidence to prosecute them. And mm. to obtain evidence, you need people who know how to, what they call, carry a docket. You have to know... How to put the evidence together, how to gather the evidence, and you need to be able to put together a prosecutable case, which means your evidence must be strong. And I think that's where we are failing. Um, We are not getting enough of these cases uh, through court and successfully prosecuted, even if we see these arrests.
0: Excellent. Annelies, thank you so much for your time. Um, Your book is called, uh, it's just called Heist, right? And. uh... It's called Heist. So that's.
1: it's actually got a longer title. It's called Heist, South Africa's cash transit Epidemic Uncovered. And it's available at most bookshops, exclusive books, bargain books, um, and, and CNAs.
0: Annalise Berges, thank you so much for your time and congratulations on your new book.
1: Thank you so much, Glenn.
0: All right, thank you. So there you go. That's uh, Analyst Berges there uh, talking about her book, the author of a book called a long name that's why uh, me i was just saying t- taking shortcuts as a heist <laughs> uh, so it a heist south africa's cash in transit epidemic uncovered but the, it makes sense yeah the title does me yeah it's scary yeah the fact Very that scary. these guys tell you that no it's easy it's easy it's lucrative of course chances of being uh being convicted is low yes and uh, the risk is not that big because these guys are, are also smart they probably have access to the right lawyers. The right lawyers, the guns, mm. the bombs, the cars. That's why they can do it in broad daylight, man. Yo, man. Okay, there you go. Minute, uh, mi are That's two minutes to five. Did you get that? Uh, yeah, I did. Say it. I'm leaving you
1: with this guy. <laughs>